Welcome to Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio. It is April 15th, 2020, and you're here with your hosts, Lauren Smith and Dustin Clark. How are you doing tonight, Dustin? I am doing pretty good. Uh, just spent most of the day working on some of my leather, and then uh, towards the end of the day, me and my oldest daughter, we uh, went out to the lake to see if any of the fish, because uh, we both fish, and um, mm-hmm. we went to check to see if any of the the fish are ready to be force fed and we saw a few so we're gonna go out in the morning and uh try to get a few and this is her first year so she's she's excited she's been wanting to go but she's just been too little and hasn't been able to pull back a bow and now she can now mm-hmm. she's ready to go and try to out shoot daddy <laughs> How are oh, you that's pretty exciting i'm doing well doing well um you know just trying to stay sane during all this COVID stuff. It's it's pretty crazy. Well, at least the weather's nice up there by you, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Today was really beautiful. Um, I think we're supposed to get another cold front. Yeah, I know what you did there. Um, I think we're <laughs> supposed to get another cold front and some more rain and, and storms and then uh, hopefully – the weather will even out because I don't know about you, but I'm ready to be back in the woods. Like I am losing my actual mind not being in the woods for mm-hmm. this long. It is rough. I need a dose of mother nature real bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were actually planning on going, what was that? Two weeks ago. Something mm-hmm. like that. But with all this crap going on, we decided to cancel it just to make sure everybody stayed safe and healthy and make sure we didn't get quarantined away from home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think at this point, like I'm about ready just to, uh, just to go out in the woods and just walk around, you know, just um, not even go camping so much. It's just get out there and go do something. I'm a, I haven't even been homebound. I've actually been working through all of this because I work for a hospital, so um, essential personnel. And so I've actually been working through all this, and I'm still already sick of this stuff and ready to go out to the woods. I think that's why I need the woods so bad because I'm just, you know, stressed out and need to go out and chill. (laughs) It's been been crazy. (laughs) Um, I'm in my last week of work. I put in my notice so I could uh, go back to school full time and – and be home with my kids, and it's been, uh, it's my last week at work, and so it's been very crazy, very stressful, very hectic with all this corona stuff and the whole world falling apart, so I am more than ready to be done and um, be able to stay home. I know everyone's like, oh, I'm so tired of quarantining and being home, and I'm like, I understand that, but, you know, for essential personnel, we would give anything to be able to just be home and be safe and not have to be out in the world coming into contact with mm. COVID patients every single day. You know, it's very stressful. Every day I go to work, I'm high anxiety um, for me and for my kids because they have to go to daycare because I'm essential personnel. It's just, it's stressful. So um, I just want to give a huge shout out to all essential personnel out there, whether you are on the front line as a first responder or um, nurse or doctor, um, our CNAs, you know, all the way down to the, healthcare personnel that take care of our nurses and, you know, provide them with everything they need. Um, and also our daycare workers and 
everybody, everyone who's essential personnel. Big shout out to you guys, and thank you so much for all that y'all do. Yeah. Yeah, they, uh, yeah. they're doing great things and sacrificing a lot. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a scary world, but right, so. I will say that... Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say that, you know, that there's the scary stories of, you know, people that aren't very nice, but all the stories of the communities coming together and helping each other out, those are my favorite. Mm. Like, those make me really happy. But we are here to talk about Bigfoot. So um, yep. we are going to go ahead and bring our guest on. Um, tonight we have Billy McDonald. He is from Oklahoma. I think he's from Oklahoma. Are you from Oklahoma, Billy? <laughs> yeah, I'm from Oklahoma. <laughs> Okay. I know you live here, but I didn't know, like, if you're from here. Um, yeah, so we have um, Billy on. To... Okay, good. Good. Well, I guess you can stay then. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so we have Billy. He's an Oklahoma boy, and he is a Bigfoot researcher. And so he has some really great pictures you can see on our slideshow, some of his research. Um, and then also he dresses up as Bigfoot. Um, Billy is a very tall guy and he has the physique of a mm -hmm. Bigfoot. And so when he wears this <laughs> costume, he proves with his physique how intimidating a Bigfoot can be. Now, when he wears it, um, so he wore it recently to the Falk, um, Falk Monster Camp out that we had. And I don't know who was more excited, the kids or the adults. Because I was pretty giddy. I was I was happy. <laughs> I was I was really excited. I got a picture of you with my son and he was just overjoyed. But I was a little jealous I didn't get a picture too. So we'll have to remedy that next time. <laughs> I'm not, I'm yeah, not that was afraid a great, to say it. <laughs> it was a great time out there. We need some more of those camp yeah. outs like that. Oh definitely. Absolutely. Uh, so so how did it feel being uh, suited up next to the legend Keith Crabtree? Oh, man, I felt short. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a big guy. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they couldn't have picked a better guy to play the, the creature in that movie, you know. he's And mm -hmm. and he's such a great guy, too. Y'all know. Y'all know him. And, uh, yeah. He's a real mm -hmm. nice guy. And, yeah, but it was cool, you know, because... At some of the other conventions, he's like telling everyone that I'm his son, that he passed it on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then we got our good friend, so, Tanya, that dresses as she squatch, you know. She's like a sister. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 So so what made you start uh, wearing, to, wearing the suit? Because, I mean, you go to – almost all of the Bigfoot events and festivals, what made you start doing that? Was it just, just I kept wanting to, well, well, just one Halloween, I got a, a Chewbacca outfit, and then I seen on a Finding Bigfoot back when they were still going strong on Animal Planet that uh, they had a mask and some gloves and stuff, feet, and I just, I, I ordered that, and I added you know, some extra hair to the mask and everything, kind of customized it and uh, used it as a Halloween costume. Won first prize, and I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. So uh, I've been wanting to always <laughs> go to that Boggy Creek Festival, and uh, I finally got to go to the one, the, I think it was the third festival that they had, and uh, I was in there walking around, and that's when I got to meet Lyle Blackbird and a few other guys, and I went out and I was like, I brought this costume. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I'm going to put it on and see if it's all right to walk through. And, God, I didn't even get five feet. And people were asking <laughs> to take pictures and all this. And I was like, I was like a rock star at it. I was like, this is cool. You know, <laughs> no one knows who I am. And I can just walk around and, you know. <laughs> and I got that's in there. Awesome. And then Brian, y'all know Brian Ampey. Yeah, I think that's how you say his last yeah. name. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But uh, he caught me and said, hey, Smokey Crabtree's here, and he's leaving. Do you mind getting a picture with him? And I'm like, how am I going to turn down a picture with Smokey Crabtree, you know? And mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, one of those pictures I think is on the slide there. But uh, 
That was the first time and last time I got to meet Smokey, and because shortly after that he passed, and you know, and mm-hmm. but that pictures that showed it like at his funeral and different things a lot, and but from that time on, I started uh, getting calls to go to these conventions to dress like it, and at the time I was working at a place, a styrofoam place, and we'd make props and different things for churches and schools and different things, and I was working on a few items and. I made uh, some Bigfoot stuff, and I went out. I made like an eight-foot Bigfoot that was, and I had carved him out of foam and then coated him with Linex and painted him. And I was just doing it on my brakes and stuff. And uh, a guy came in and to get some measurements for something we was making for the Oklahoma History Museum. And he told me that downtown or down in the plaza they was having a show and wanted me to bring it to that. And it got a lot of attention, and then they had me take it to a uh, an underground monster carnival thing. And that's when some people came by, and they said, you know, we got one of these living out on our property. And I assume, you know, if anyone has something like a Bigfoot on their property, it's going to be southeast Oklahoma at that time. You know? And he said, no, we live mm-hmm. out in Choctaw area, you know. So, And I thought that was kind of cool because back in the 70s when I was little, I went out my cousin, she lived in Choctaw, and we was out riding bikes. And it made me think back to that. We was out riding, we was facing each other one day, just sitting there, and she got this look on her face and just got scared and said, go, 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 go. And we take off. I don't even see nothing, but I, I asked her when we got back to the house, I'm like, what are we running from? And she's like, I saw a Bigfoot out there. I thought, no. But now that him saying that and then some of the other things that I've heard since then, you know, about in that area, now I kind of think that there may be something to it. Yeah, I actually, uh, I live about 10 minutes or so from Choctaw, and it's, <laughs> there's some there's some creepy places out here. Yeah, uh, my cousin, he works for, with a guy, and he's been wanting me to come out to his place, but we just can't ever get on the schedule to where it matches up to come out there, but he's saying he's getting haulers, and uh, he's been chased out and been rocks bigger than softballs being hurled through the trees at them and stuff like that and uh i wanted to go out get out there really bad to check it out and <laughs> i told him i gotta i gotta i can get a group of people that will you know that can do a good investigation out there and but as soon as he lets us on that property i'll have something mm. more to tell you about that you know <laughs> so, so basically the whole uh getting into the wearing the costume and everything that's kind of what got you started into the bigfoot and the researching and everything well kind of the first time i ever heard about bigfoot was back in the early 70s my aunt and uncle they was young and they didn't have any kids yet so they'd always come and kidnap me for lack of better words and spool me and they was all into watching monster movies and everything that's the first time i ever seen creature from the black lake you know the old uh Bigfoot movie from Cattle Lake area, and then I uh, I watched that's when I watched The Legend of Boggy Creek, and I lived in Midwest City at the time, and you know, and I lived in an apartment complex, and I laugh about it now because there's a creek back there with some trees, you know, but when you're a kid, it's like a forest, you know, and after watching a movie, and they always said he always follows the creeks and stuff like that. I was too scared to even go back there, and after that, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then uh went on my first hunting trip with my dad and and my cousin and his dad at the time. And it was down in southeast Oklahoma. And the older guys were out there talking and everything, you know, at the camp. And then they got real serious and told him, our dad, don't let these boys out at sundown, especially out around here, because old Harry Tom would get them. I mean, my cousin's looking at each other like, what's Harry Tom, you know, <laughs> some weirdo or what? And that's when they told us it was Bigfoot. That's what they called Bigfoot there. And I, and I was like, well, these grown guys are telling us this thing's got to be real. And, you know, and uh, ever since, I've always been interested in it, you know. But we moved around a lot from Oklahoma and Texas. And being new at the school was always hard as it is being a new guy. So, you know, you didn't really bring up a bunch of Bigfoot stuff and all that because, you know, <laughs> ridicules and all that. So it, it was later on when I really got to – get in and that's like uh a few years back when i really got 
to get out. And uh, I went out with Will, Will and Reese Longford. Uh, they took me mm-hmm. out once, and uh, we seen tree structures and footprints, and some, got some haulers and stuff like that. And that's when I took my son-in-law, and uh, it was the first time he's ever been out. And I don't think he was a believer at the time. And it was kind of funny because when Will and then was taking us out, he was. And I think y'all's been out with Will too before, and mm-hmm. he takes you out to mm-hmm. some spooky places sometimes. And uh, <laughs> oh yeah, my, my son-in-law kept saying, "You know, if something happens, no one will find us out here." You know, he started getting real nervous and scared, <laughs> and I was kind of laughing, but at the same time, I'm like, "You're right," you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but ever since that night, he he's become a believer, and he's gotten into it a lot too himself, and. He, matter of fact, he went to the Falk Monster camp out with me. Y'all met him, little guy Bryce, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he's 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 big into it now. He's he's always ready to go out whenever I'm ready or something. And it's good to have someone that I need to go out like that. I'm kind of surprised oh, that a few. I mean, <laughs> kind of surprised a few of us haven't gone out more since we're all right here in Oklahoma. You know, <laughs> not too far away. Exactly. <laughs> we'll have to remedy that. Because I mean, because Brian, I think he lives out of Mustang. I live over here by Beth in Bethany. You live in Choctaw, mm-hmm. so I mean, not too far from each other. Yeah, Lauren's all the way up in Tulsa, but it doesn't. She, she's. It's a Tulsa. She have to go. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so what are uh, what are some of the experiences you've had? Some of them was like when I wasn't even out bigfooting. That's when I got one of the experiences was a uh, I used to go noodling a lot, and uh, for for the people that don't know what noodling is, it's where you go hand fishing. You use your hand for bait. <laughs> you stick it in the hole, and let catfish bites down on it. You hope and <laughs> and you pull them out. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we was having pr- pretty good luck that season with them, and uh, a guy at work, I was telling him about it, and he's never been. He wanted me to take him, and I told him, well, come out with me Saturday. We'll go out, get in the river, and we'll go down and try to get you something. Well, we, we, we got in the water, and uh, it was about waist deep. And on, on the side that you can get in that we entered on, it's pretty you know, cleared out up there. It's not many trees or nothing in the park. We've seen a guy on a horse go by earlier. And then the other side of the basement, it's kind of real thick wood. And we're out there for, I don't know, maybe an hour. We start hearing something heavy going through the brush. And we're looking at each other like, what is that? <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. And we start easing kind of, I'm like, surely that guy on the horse ain't trying to get through that. He's like, yeah, I don't think so. And we start getting closer to the edge, and it's about a 10-foot embankment up. And then all of a sudden, it got quiet, and all of a sudden, we hear something, and I can't even make it even close to the sound of the noise, how loud it was. It was like a... <clears throat> and I turn around, my wife's already out of the water. He's headed out the water, too, and I'm like... Well, I don't have nothing, you know, and something sounds huge up there, and it don't sound happy, so we got out, and uh, I went back later, you know, over in that area, and that's where I found there's a tree in the, the slideshow there, I think, where it shows a tree, roots and all, stuck up in another tree, about eight, nine foot up in the air, and uh, people go, oh, that's from a flood, and I was like, well... I live kind of close to there. My house would have got flooded. They're like, maybe a tornado did it. And I'm like, nah, because there was no tornadoes at that time, you know. And that that one was one of the experiences we had there. And another time, we was uh, trying to. It was around, it was October. It was a few years ago. We was looking for this haunted house. A group of us. We was following some other people, and they got the wrong address. And we was out over close to the El Reno area and we was kind of lost, I ain't gonna lie. And uh, <laughs> I was probably about five, six car lengths behind who I was following. And about that time on the side of the road, I seen something about eight foot tall, bipedal, black, could stand up and take off. 
into the uh, tree line off in there. And I was like, whoa. And my wife's like, what? I go, I thought I just saw, and before I could even get any words out, my son goes, that big black thing just crossed there. I go, yeah, so you saw that too. And the girl that was sitting in the back seat with him, she got real hysterical, started crying and saying, no, no, don't stop, go, 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 go. And I kept trying to flash my lights at the people in front of us to try to get them to slow up. But we went ahead and followed them out. But that was, you know, I didn't even hear about anything in the El Reno area until I heard about the chicken man. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that, where uh, a farmer kept having chickens coming up out of his pen. He just nicknamed him the chicken man and had a handprint on the on the uh, the door, and the police was called and they said it was definitely a handprint and everything. And they took it out to the zoo and they said it was a primate, but wasn't sure what type of primate. Nothing that they had. And then the uh, the uh, the casino out there, they had that film footage of a one reaching over in the grease pit. Did you ever hear about that, Dustin? Yeah, I I heard about that mm-hmm. one. They mm-hmm. I don't think they've yeah. released it yet. There's been there's yeah. been story rumors that somebody bought it, but I know. <laughs> and and then whenever we've been out, we've been out at uh, Stitch Stitchco Wildlife Park over there. And it was shortly, not too long after, uh, they did a filming over there, finding Bigfoot and everything. I was out there, and we found what looks to be a footprint, but, I, you know, it was too hard to tell, so I, I didn't claim it as one. But I had found mutilated deer, like where the hide looks like it was just pulled off like a sock and thrown to the side, mm-hmm. and the bones just twisted off and all the meat and organs and everything gone and stripped apart I found birds that was like that feathers just pile in a pile found a few tree structures out there I think y'all you've been out there before haven't you Justin or yeah uh, it was two or three years ago we found a really big structure on the uh, west side of the river and uh, it was a 20 maybe 30 foot tree that was bent all the way over well I say bent I don't think it was purposely bent because the ground in there is so soft I think it was top heavy and went over but something came in and wove a bunch of sticks and basically made this real long teepee and there was no cut marks there was no human there's no human evidence around it and all of these sticks were woven in into it and it, it was really cool I think we went back last year and it wasn't it didn't look as good as it was like it's been slowly deteriorating right yeah cause I've seen some pretty cool structures off in there mm. I don't know if I had any in the slideshow there or not I can't remember but yeah, uh, but down in southeast wind. Oklahoma, down by the broken out, uh, just east of Broken Bow, I was out there, and uh, I was taking my family out. I was gonna because they came down there with me this time, and I was just gonna take them out to show them some little, because they got little waterfalls and stuff down in there. And I thought what I saw was a tree structure, so I stopped the car and got out to look. But it was just at the angle I was at and everything. I noticed it wasn't what I thought it was. But then I started noticing something in the ground. And I noticed it was every so many feet. And that's when I did find a footprint out there. And uh, my son-in-law and all that, we documented that. And there was a few of them. I mean, none of them as great as the one that y'all had out there where y'all had a multiple... <laughs> I think that was what Sasquatch <laughs> River Creek or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Squatch Creek. Yeah. yeah, that that's a, that's actually down in uh, kind of southwestern Oklahoma though. Yeah. We we actually the only the only tracks that we've found in our area in southeast Oklahoma was basically, you know, you could just see where the leaves were scuffed up, 
and uh-huh. you know it was like long strides and uh, besides that the only thing we've really found out there is cow tracks and like two or three bear <laughs> tracks and that's about it because yeah. that, that ground out there is just so hard and rocky it's just it's hard to find yeah. a wet spot yeah covered in pine Mm-hmm. So, do you have uh, any more experiences? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not that I can okay. think of so, right off the head, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, why do you go out and research? Do you do it for yourself? Do you do it to to prove the existence, or just out for the thrill of it? I do it just for myself, basically. You know, I like, one, I like being outdoors like that. And it's something I can actually even sometimes take my granddaughters out to do, too, you know, that's fairly safe. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm not out to to kill or prove or anything like that. I just want to, I just want to, you know, for myself, basically, you know. Mm. And I have fun doing it, you know. Stumble across yeah, all kinds of stuff, and 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 I when I do see something, I always want to try to debunk it, you know, to because I don't want to just be one of these guys that oh, that there's a knot on a tree that's Bigfoot over there, you know, or how people <laughs> mm-hmm. see like images in in this cloud and they think that they see that in the trees or the in the uh, leaves and they start saying oh there's that and they'll swear to it and. I don't want to be one of those people <laughs> that does that. <laughs> right. I ain't mean, naming no names, but they got one on an Amazon movie. <laughs> What's the guy doing that? <laughs> uh, what, yeah. what do you think Bigfoot is? I think it's flesh and blood. Uh, I don't. I don't think he's some kind of alien, really. I don't think he's something like that. I, I, I think he's almost like another breed of human that gets, that we don't know about. Because, mm. I mean, they're intelligent. We know that. I mean... <laughs> yeah. To, yeah, they're smart they're, enough not to be seen by us, so... Yeah. <laughs> they're really intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is your creepiest experience in the woods that doesn't pertain... Well, unless one of your experiences, Bigfoot, possible Bigfoot experiences is your creepiest, but like, have you ran into, what's the creepiest thing you've ran into in the woods? Oh, God. We was out, I, well, kind of weird once, you know, we was out walking and out of nowhere, you know, and we're out in the middle of nowhere too. <laughs> A woman by herself just comes out and she's just off in the distance just walking and she won't even look your way or nothing. She just and the just demeanor of her action is just kind of off, you know. <laughs> it kind of gave my dad the creeps, you know. <laughs> he was with me. And that's all he kept talking about was, what was that woman doing out there by herself? I go, I don't know. Maybe she thinks she's Blair Witch. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe just finding like a piles of bones and you know I found multiple piles of animal bones and I don't know if that's a kill site or something you know where mm. where they take a feed and it was not just deer it was hog deer you know other small animals I've seen some weird things out you know you, you'll find weird things out when you when you're out there like Dolls nailed to a tree or something like that, and it's just weird. (laughs) One time, so he's out. Go ahead. Oh, one time we was out, and uh, I was just taking my grand, a couple of my granddaughters through there, and a couple of my son-in-laws and everything, and. uh, I told him, wait a minute, because in a V of a tree, all I could see was a hand hanging through it. And I was like, oh, man, please tell me we didn't just find a body over here. And uh, 
I told my son-in-law to go one way, and I went the other to walk around. Luckily, the guy wasn't dead, but I think he was homeless, and he was just out there, and he fell asleep right there, and we scared him, I think. <laughs> but that kind of freaked us out one time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, humans are the creepiest. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can confirm. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, all right. So, this is a new one I came up with. Uh, what Bigfoot hotspot is on your bucket list to go research? Like anywhere in the country, world. Hmm. I kind of would like to go to California and go up to where the Gable film was fit thing. But I have a better chance of going to Ohio to Salt Fork out right there. And Ohio, they have a lot of uh, activity up there. And my in-laws, they live up there, so I can kill two stone birds with one stone if I do that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> so, so what do you think about Dogman? Oh, I don't know. Because the last time I was at Honabi, I had a Native American come up to me, and he was telling me about there's a monster out there. (laughs) And he kept telling me that it has a snout, like a schnauzer, and it's not a Bigfoot, that there's a monster. And he he was convinced that he saw it. And he said it's not good, it's evil. And... And if it's anything like what I heard, I, I don't want to come across one. I mean, yeah, but I feel mm-hmm. the same way because I, I, you know, I I've seen you know the one Bigfoot and you know I was able to deal with it, but I don't yeah. think I could mentally deal with seeing a dog man if they're real, because that's yeah, that is straight that's, out of the movies. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's why I'm kind of nice. feeling about it too. Because <laughs> I'm not sure that they exist, but because to me, Bigfoot's more likely to be. And what I've seen, I think was a Bigfoot. You know, I don't, I don't think. And maybe the guy saw a bear since it had a snout, and he thought it was a mm-hmm. dog man. You know, but. To me, Bigfoot is a lot more likely to exist than than a dog man. Mm-hmm. But I'm no uh, expert, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, have you seen any of these orbs in the woods that people have been talking about? I haven't. I mean... I've never seen any orbs and yeah. how about have you ever seen a ghost? Any paranormal kind of experiences? Not in the woods. Well, I mean I lived in at, general. I, yeah, I lived at okay. My story with that is we moved into a place that they said a the man died in there, not you know, not too long ago. And I was like, "Well, people die everywhere. I'm not worried about someone died. <laughs> I'm not scared about it." And at that time, I didn't believe in ghosts or anything. So we move in, and uh, we start having weird things happen. Like I had a cross on my wall, and you had to, you know, kind of push up on it and pull to get it to come off the hook. And there've been a number of times I'd come home and it'd be off the wall and laying in the dining room out of the living room and I thought it was kind of weird and my dog would act weird when it go into the dining room a lot of times and the hair would raise up on his back and then we started having a like a stove would come on by itself and uh, the dishwasher would do it and different things like that would come on <laughs> and then we started getting a little you know something's weird and then I was there for a lunch break one time with a friend and 
a DVD case that was on top of my entertainment center opened and kind of spin. And he's like, did you just see that? I was like, yeah. Weird things have been happening here lately. Well, my wife, she brought home a bag of clothes, and she had it sitting at the edge of my bed. And I was in bed, and I heard the ruffle of that, and I kind of opened my eye. And I could have sworn I'd seen a shadow figure walk by. I was like, no, I didn't see that. Did I see that? <laughs> and I'm laying there, and I'm about to close my eyes again, and I hear it again. I look, and that shadow person is standing at the end of my bed looking, like, down at me. I don't see nothing but a shadow of a person there, you know. And, like, and it gave me the chills, and I was like, <laughs> I closed my eyes, I opened them, and it was gone. Well, like a little kid, the next night, I slept with the closet light on <laughs> with the door cracked a little bit. <laughs> and you know how, like, something moves in front of the light that you can see it flicker and stuff? It kept doing that. So I'd jerk open the door, and there'd be nothing. It happened, like, three or four times. And I was telling the next day, I was telling my cousin about it. And my wife says, well, are you talking about the light in the closet? I was like, yeah. She goes, yeah, I noticed that too, but I didn't say nothing. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? I'm thinking I'm going crazy over here. But <laughs> it wasn't. But shortly after that, the house ended up burning, and we didn't. And we moved, and I haven't had any kind of experiences like that again. But I just thought it was kind of weird. <laughs> that is weird. I was going to ask, um, when was like, did you have kids at home? During that time, and did mm-hmm. they notice anything? Uh, my my daughters, uh, they they would uh, say that they'd hear stuff every once in a while, like footsteps and lights coming on. Mm-hmm. And uh, one time, I had because I had a dog that would go everywhere with me. He, he was my bud, and uh, we left and we came back, and my front door was cracked open. I was like, great, somebody's in my house. So we searched the house. Nobody's in there. And I'm like, okay, nobody's here. Maybe I just didn't shut the door good enough. So I bend over to give him some dog food in his bowl. And about that time, I see someone standing like three feet away from me out of the corner of my eye. And I jumped. The dog jumped, and he ran. And there was nothing there. And, you know, that was another experience we had with it. And, and my neighbor, he said that when it, he knew something was up because the guy's trunk of his car was up for like three days before someone came over looking for him and he said that's when they found him dead in his uh, bathroom back there which was in the master bedroom of my bedroom and that's where he would I seen it like walk through from the bathroom to the entryway great (laughs) great that's terrifying um, well, you said you said it kept turning on the stove and the dishwasher, right? Well, yeah, I had a gas stove, and you know how uh, when you go to light it, it pops for the uh, the, the starter to get the ignited. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all four of them would come on, just pop, 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 and you couldn't turn them off, and then all the the dishwasher would come on, and it'd go off, and <laughs> and I'm glad that so I had. People there to witness it with me that way. (laughs) (laughs) So, you said that house burnt. That house burnt down. Did the did the uh, fire department investigate? See, yeah, there was an electrical fire back. It was electrical fire caused by a a lamp my son had in his room. Mm. Mm. So. He, Maybe just, not paranormal. he just got like a little chicken, one of the little chicks, and he had it in his room. And the light back there is, I guess, something with that, they said. Oh. And that where the fire started. Mm. That's not any less terrifying. No. <laughs> I'm just glad nobody Man. was home when it burnt. <laughs> No kidding. That's a blessing for sure. Um, man, so, I mean, and I, I don't know if this had anything to, I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but like, cause we used to have big Halloween parties and all that. And 
we went to a flea market and we found a Ouija board and we bought that and that was sitting in, you know, for, we was going to use it as a Halloween prop and all that with some of the other stuff. And it seemed like after we got that, that's when most of the activity started up. So I don't know oh, if that had anything to do yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> after that, I was like, no more of this, no more Ouija's, no more of the. <laughs> <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> yeah. I'll just stick to the yeah. Bigfoot world. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Bigfoot'll I mean I mean if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna die it'll hopefully be a quick death with Bigfoot and, Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um so what back to Bigfoot, speaking of Bigfoot, um, what is your favorite Bigfoot story that you've ever heard or Bigfoot encounter that you've ever heard? It doesn't have to be yours, just one that you've been told. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a hard question. <laughs> I know. I should have warned you about that question. I mean, what's one that sticks out in your mind? It's just like, because I know me, whenever somebody is like, oh, really? Like, you you believe in Bigfoot? Like, have you? do you know somebody that's seen one? There's always that one story that comes to mind is the first one I tell them. Actually, it's one that it was I was just told recently, and it was out there at the Falca monster camp out uh jeff crypto Holt told me about it because he was i got lucky enough that he was camping at my camp cooking us breakfast and everything every morning but he was telling us a story about because he was out in the woods and he was telling us about how one came down behind him out of a tree and he wasn't but a few feet away from it and he got a really good look at it and at his face and everything because he said when it came down out of the tree he said it's like when you jump off something kind of high and you get a little stinger in your foot and you just kind of pause for a minute. He said it was kind of like that when it happened and that he swung around and he had a gun and then he said, no, I'm not going to shoot and went to reach for the camera and that's when it darted off and he said that thing cleared like yards in, in seconds. He was telling me, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool how he got a close-up look at one like that. Um, while out there at Falk, um, that last night that we were out there, um, you know, after we came back from uh, going out in, on our little uh, expedition, uh-huh. that night, did you... Did you and Bryce, did y'all have anything mess with y'all's tent in the middle of the night by chance? No. Uh, Ann and them, I think, said something that they heard something coming up through that area. I did hear someone, or I thought it was somebody hollering, you know, that night after we was back. Mm. But other people were saying that it wasn't them that was over there who I thought it was, you know. Mm. But they were still well, with them uh, at the camp. Well, uh, I don't think I've told you yet, and I'm pretty sure I haven't uh, shared it on the show. But uh, that night after we got back, we all got set up, and um, I went and laid down in my tent. And I think the last people awake were me, Kendall, Michael, Sydney, and his son Elijah. We were all we were the only ones still awake, and they were, I was down by the little creek area. And I had Lauren's tent about, or Lauren and her mom's tent was about 10 to 15 yards one direction from me. And then Michael was had his hammock about 10 yards another direction. And then Sydney had his tent past Michael. Well, behind me was nothing but woods. And I was sitting there, and everything got quiet. And Kendall was still up at, by the fire. And... I was laying there, and I heard something coming through the woods, walking through the woods. And my first thought was, well, that's probably just an armadillo or a possum or something. Well, I almost doze off. I'm almost asleep. And I could have swore I heard Michael, since he was real close to me, go, Dustin, just like that. I kind of snap awake, 
And I was like, did I just hear that? And I was sitting there listening, and everything was everything was quiet. And then all of a sudden, something on my the back side of my tent facing the woods touched the top of my tent. Like if, if you touched it with a finger, fingertip, and dragged down the tent. And then I heard a – and my first thought was, Michael's in a hammock. He's going to see it. I go, Michael, there's something behind my tent. And he goes, what? Oh, is that what and you said? I guess, yeah. Uh, Sydney. Is that what you said? Out. Yeah. Yeah, that's, what, that's exactly what I said. Anyway, that's not what you said. He, Literally everybody in the campground heard you scream Michael's name like a little girl at the top of your lungs, I, Justin. I'm just saying. I okay, continue. Not, I did not scream. That's okay. I did not scream, and your mom got it on audio for proof that I did not scream. That you screamed. Anyways. Yeah, you freaked out. Anyways. I did not freak it. All right, that's not. (laughs) Your voice is getting high again, just Um, like it did that night when you screamed, Michael. (laughs) It's okay to be nervous. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, I never heard anything run off. And I know something was behind my tent. I was wide awake. And mm-hmm. Sydney popped out of his tent quick enough and shined the light down. And he was like, I don't, I don't see nothing. And I opened my tent and got out, and there was nothing there. I don't know what the hell it was. For all I know, it was a ghost. I don't know. <laughs> but there's something touched and dragged its finger down my tent. Well... We wake up the next morning, Sunday morning, and we're getting coffee ready and everything, getting the fire built up. And this guy that was camped a little ways from us came over and said he heard something walk up to his tent, and like it sounded like it was it tapped the end of it with a stick or something. And I think he said he ended up fall, falling asleep and didn't hear anything else. And the whole time I was hearing something, Kendall, while he was at the fire, he said on – I think he said he sat on the outside of the fire so he could look into the woods. The fire was at mm-hmm. his back, I, I believe. And he said he could hear something walking in a tree line. And every now and then he could see, like, red – I think did, – didn't he say red eye shine, Lauren? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – I'm pretty sure it was it, right. he, he said he saw eyes shine. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure he said it walked towards my tent, well, in the direction towards my tent, and then went back up kind of towards where the uh, campfire stores were. But no, oh, yeah. he said it didn't go all he didn't it didn't go all the way back up. And I believe he said it kind of came back and then he lost track of it after that. But he said he knew that if he turned his light on it wouldn't have it, – it was far enough back to where he probably wouldn't have seen anything. He would just would have seen the eye shine. So he was hoping it would get closer if he stayed still long enough. Be more curious so, and get closer to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, where we went to the expedition – where we went to do the expedition that night, when y'all took off, you know, to go out there on that side, I don't know if y'all going around that way on the water, if it stirred up something, but – we did have some kind of movement back there, like where we was parked at. And uh, mm. we kept getting movement back in through there, like in between us and where y'all were at. Yeah. But then that, later on, the wind got to be a factor. <laughs> oh, yeah, what? that wind was killer. Yeah, yeah, that was Steve, Steve Hill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, make, he makes a hell of a Bigfoot call, don't he? That is <laughs> Him and a will, they can do those owls. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I've, yeah. Stephen can. He sounds just, like a bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, he's a big guy too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, after all this uh, uh, Corona and stuff's over, well, maybe we should just plan some kind of. Uh, Outing ourselves. Absolutely. Definitely. I'm down. Let's do it. 
Dustin, you have to be brave. He can't scream like a girl, okay? <laughs> See, my son, do, he won't go just... back out. <laughs> my son, <laughs> he won't go back out. He won't even go in the day. Yeah. yeah, he went out with uh, some older fr- uh, uh, a friend of mine before. I had to work late that night. That's the only reason I needed to go out with him. And I think the main reason he went was because the guy's daughters were going. And uh, <laughs> he got him out there. And my son, he got something happened. And he and my wife tells me, well, Big Sean called and said, because my son's name is Sean, too. Sean's okay, but he's bringing him home. I'm like, what happened? He's like, well, the closer we got back to the truck, he started acting more like Sean. But he said that my son, he said that he got so scared that he screamed about something and jumped on his back in front of those girls. And he said he had a fresh wound, which was just a scratch. And he thought the coyotes was going to get him and all this other stuff. I don't know. I just know when he got home, he came in kicking off his boots and said, I'm not a country boy no more. He said, I'm done with this. He never, and he hasn't been back. I'm still to this day trying to get him to go out and he won't, you're not even in the day. He's always got something to do. He says, Oh man, I so, feel bad. He just needs to have some good experiences in the woods, and that'll, yeah, that'll help ease that up a little bit. Um, I will say, so Stephen Hill just messaged me, and he said an outing for sure. Oh, well, good. I mean, like, Stephen Hill has spoken, you guys. Like we don't have a choice now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so speaking of Falk and Saint Lauren. Uh, is lying about me screaming. Let's go ahead and ask her. Let, let's go ahead and ask her who almost flipped, flipped the canoe in the middle of the water. Oh yeah, you're doing this. You're doing this. Okay. Because of a spider the size of a dime, if that. Okay. This spider will so, make you do some karate. <laughs> Yes. Okay, that thing appeared okay, we're we're rowing through the water, dark water, Falk, Arkansas water. Okay, so it's already that's pretty scary. Okay, we're rowing through the water, it's pitch black, I got my headlamp on, and then all of a sudden this thing drops down in my face. I mean literally in my <laughs> face. I couldn't even dodge it. And it was the size Keep of a horse. We weren't under any and trees. We were not <laughs> the size of a horse, and it dropped down. <laughs> I mean, basically attacked me right then and there in the canoe. It was terrifying. I mean, Dustin, if you were a better friend, you would act like you cared about my mental health surrounding that incident. I was just pretty worried about you pulling your pistol out and shooting the canoe. <laughs> nah, Kendall was right in front of me I wouldn't shoot my buddy <laughs> I forgot I had the pistol I, I on me Dang it I, I don't know You were you were in fear I was I was I mean, I scuttled backwards Basically, like, trying to boot Dustin Because Dustin was behind me rowing And I scooted all the way back and pretty much on top of his head, trying to get away from this thing. Um, I'm not going to lie. But, you know, that spider was the size, like I said, of a Great Dane at least. So I had good reason to be scared. <laughs> Unlike you. Right. So. I mean, oh, I guess your only defense is that I could. Oh, shut up. That is not what, no. Listen. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so that that night, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about what was going on there. Um, dang, there was something else that happened. Oh, oh, back to what went on in camp that made Dustin scream like a little girl. Um, so oh. I told one of the locals about that. The next day, I was telling him about, you know, um, us seeing something skirting the camp and, like, you know, people having their tents rubbed and weird stuff like that. And he goes, oh, yeah, that's the baby. He said, that's baby. 
And uh-huh. I just looked at this guy. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. He said, there's a baby that, um, you know, will come up and, you know, investigate the camp and do stuff around the camp. And I'm just looking at him. Like, he said it so calmly. And I'm just like, <laughs> like I mean, it makes sense if you think about it. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it really wasn't a big deal to him at all. And I'm just looking at this guy like, oh, well, oh okay, that, that's fine. Um, questions. <laughs> Question number one being, um, you call it baby. So, anyway, but that was, it was pretty interesting. Um, he knew exactly what I was talking about. We did have through our camp up there. Through your camp? Mm-hmm. No way. There's up there. I... Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have that um, issue, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy. <laughs> How many were there? Did you see them, or what? Did you just find evidence of them? No, uh, and and Osborne was telling me about it. I was already passed oh, out. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm out, and she's like, I Did you hear you. the coyotes? I'm like, no. She's like, they came right through our camp because <laughs> her and uh, <laughs> I think Tanya and her was out doing investigating, doing their thing. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. I mean, I heard them really close to the camp, and all of our audio is just covered in them. Um, but I didn't know <laughs> yeah. if they came through the camp. I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Um, So... <laughs> We are winding down on the end of the show, and I just mm-hmm. wanted to uh, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Uh, um, you know, we really yeah. appreciate you coming on and telling about your experiences, kind of telling how you got into how you got into this and how you got into the costume part, especially because that's you know that's always so fun. It's like I tell Tanya, um, you know, it, it's just there's so much negative in the Bigfoot community, and to have that positivity. That the costume brings. I know people probably ridicule you for it. You know, like, oh, yeah, you have to dress beginning. up as Bigfoot to see one. But <laughs> Like in the very um, beginning, when I first had the costume, I, I had a bunch of people hating me on Facebook, telling me, look at this, he's a hoster. Cause he has this. And I had to explain to them, no, I don't go out and in there and try to hoax anybody. I, I go to the conventions, I go to parades, I, you know, I go to... There's a program called Fishing with Friends where and bully, uh, knock out bullying. And I go and I've been with those kids that have been bullied and stuff and go out fishing with them and oh, as Bigfoot awesome. and stuff like that. That's awesome. You know, and, you know, I told him that I did a little bit of art, folk art, I guess you could call it. And I sell it at some of these uh, conventions and shows. And then they kind of calmed down and seen that I wasn't out there trying to say, hey, this is a real Bigfoot right here, and it would be me in a costume or something, you know. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, and, you know, and there's a lot of fun with it because I see so many kids that get so happy, adults too, and, you know, it's all about having fun and, you know, and trying to bring awareness awesome. to Bigfoot too. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, and um, also. And I, I love the – go ahead. I was gonna say also, um, if everybody listening wants to see some funny, funny videos, uh, <laughs> Billy put some really funny videos on uh, the Nightcaller's uh, Facebook group. And, oh, my uh, granddaughters are begging me to make a couple more. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed them. I was laughing so hard. Those are much needed during this time. Like I said. Um, I know you weren't in costume, but well, you were kind of in costume, not your big foot costume, yeah. but like I said, like the the costumes, like they just bring positivity and joy to all those mm. who see it. So whether they're your your big foot costume or the costume you use for that the Facebook videos, um, you know, just I I appreciate the positivity and thank you for doing that. Oh uh, yeah, thank y'all for having me on here too. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. And so um, we will have to have an, yes, we'll have to have our outing, um, go out and we'll all gather some experiences and then circle back and have a follow-up show. Oh yeah, for sure. That'd be great. Okay. All right. Well, you guys um, stay safe. Billy, uh, you have one job and that's to go make some more videos for us. Thanks. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but you guys stay safe, and everyone out there, stay safe, stay home, and uh, we will catch y'all next week. Bye. All right, y'all have a great night. All right, All right you, you too. too. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>